the headquarters of Ramsey Solutions, broadcasting from the Pods Moving and Storage Studios. It's the Ramsey Show, where debt is dumb, cash is king, and the paid-off home mortgage has taken the place of the BMW as the status symbol of choice. I'm Dave Ramsey, your host, Rachel Cruz, number one best-selling author, host, uh, co-host of the Smart Money Happy Hour, and Ramsey Personality, and my daughter is my co-host today. Open phones at 888-825-5225. You jump in, we'll talk about your life and your money. Jamie is with us. Jamie is in Springfield, Illinois. Hi, Jamie. How are you? Hi, Dave. Thanks for having me. Um, I wanted to ask you and Rachel today, um, I've been following the Ramsey way for several years now, and I am on baby step seven. I'm 100% debt free as far as student loans, credit cards. I even paid off my mortgage a couple years ago. Way to go. A couple months ago. A couple months ago. Sorry. Um, I have my emergency fund. I'm saving for retirement, but where I'm just really kind of struggling and I'm, I'm afraid, I guess, a little bit to I'm not budgeting well. And so I'm afraid to like just spend freely and not, I'm just not doing budgeting very well. And I guess that's what I want your information or, you know, your knowledge or advice on. Jamie, what, what's causing you not to, do you think? What's the, what's the, what's the reason behind not budgeting well, would you say? I don't know. I've just, I honestly haven't, I've never done it well. Um, I think the, um, gazelle intends to pay off all the things helped me mm-hmm. to get there and now here I am I'm like okay I'm making more I have a side hustle but I don't have anything that I have to pay so I think there was always that like you know gazelle yeah, the urgency is gone there. basically mm-hmm. yeah and now I'm like okay now what yeah totally well I think one thing that you said that for me because I'm more of a natural spender and all mm-hmm. of it so my natural bent is not towards budgeting and everything so what you're saying I'm like I totally get it uh, yeah. but what I have found is that and you you touched on it earlier so I want to just say your words back to you that you don't feel the freedom to spend and so for me that right. is what I have found so great about budgeting is it it allows me to be able to spend and not second guess myself or not think about it so I mean I can tell you Jamie my husband and I were in baby step seven I mean we've been doing this for 12 years and I, our budget, I mean, we just did April and I'm like, it's, it's so consistent. There may be like four or five categories that we change month to month, but for the most part, we know what we spend. And for us, it's, it, it, it has become so simple because it's been so consistent. We're not in this um, flux of stuff, right? Like, especially if you're on baby steps one through three, there's so much of like, oh my gosh, where can we squeeze out? Where can we look? But on maybe step seven, you can kind of relax in that. And I think that makes almost budgeting can be a little bit easier because uh, again, those budgets are, are so much more consistent month to month. So I would be curious if you really did buckle down and do every dollar plus for just three months, I bet by the end of the summer, you're like, oh, okay, this isn't as strenuous or as hard as I was thinking. Uh, and we talk about too in Baby Step 7 that, you know, you you can up your lifestyle a certain percentage, you up your giving a certain percentage and all of that. Again, it's a little bit more lax because like you said, you're not having to be as focused and as, atten- as intense with every single penny. So when yeah. you say you're not budgeting well, do you mean you're not pinching pennies or do you yeah. mean you're not functionally, tactically doing the budget well? I am not pinching pennies and I am not physically doing a budget. You know, okay. I'm not following right. so like about, every dollar app. I'm just like, guys, at your stage, we're not, we don't tell you to pinch pennies at right. your stage. All I want you just to do is to do it on purpose. Mm-hmm. And the and writing it down makes you do it on purpose. And to that mm-hmm. end, um, like, what is something that 
uh, a category. Give me a category you enjoy spending on, enjoy freedom in. Sure. I mean, clothes, I travel, what? Vacations. Yeah. Vacations. Okay. Mm-hmm. All right. See, to me, if you say this is what we're going to spend on a vacation, this is what we're going to put aside for a vacation. And then when I get ready to do the vacation, the money is laying there because I put it in there. Um, that's easier. And, and the vacation is more relaxing and more fun than not knowing if I screwed something else up by going on vacation. Yeah. Yeah, that makes sense. That's what Rachel's saying. There's freedom in the plan because, it, you know, like if, for instance, if it was clothing and you went and bought something in clothing and there was zero guilt because it was in the clothing budget, you know, I mean, that's what it's supposed to be used for, for God's sakes. And so you can relax and enjoy the clothing purchase that way. Um, and, uh, you know, then you're not outside, you're not out of bounds and you just, the, the feeling of knowing you're, you're not messing up things when you buy something. Cause there's a, a latent guilt with buying the wrong thing in the wrong time that yeah. puts you into a mess. And you want to, you, that's a good guilt cause it keeps you from doing stupid, butt stuff, right? But you're, it takes away the fear that you're doing something stupid, but if you've got a written game plan where everything's assigned. And so I think the freedom is what I would reach for that Rachel's talking about. Okay. Just a mindset yeah. change. Yeah, it's going to give me, by doing the my, my payoff for sitting down and spending that one hour and later spending 30 minutes, because it doesn't take 30 minutes to do it once you kind of got a rhythm going, but, you know, and really getting good at it, the freedom, the payoff for that one hour is freedom. I can, without guilt, without hesitation, go out to eat because I got that go out to eat budget, Right. Right. And I don't have to go, well, we kind of blew it when you went out to eat again. You don't have to have that latent thing hanging over your head. And I, I just think that's yeah. a, that, you know, uh, we used to call it uh, before Rachel kind of took it and said, you know, this, this is, it's freedom to spend. But we just used to call, we said, okay, we're not going to call it a budget anymore. We're going to call it a spending plan. Yeah. Yeah. Because that's what it spending. is. I, I spending. don't care what fun. you do with your money as long as you do it on purpose. Because people seldom do stupid butt stuff on purpose. Let's sit down and see if we can do a stupid butt thing right now. Nobody does that. But it's like we just keep driving and driving. And then, oh, the car's out of gas. Who knew? Yeah. You know? And I think, Jamie, the encouragement thing where you are, because you have been so diligent with your money, you have worked hard. There's a lot of room in this. And paid off debt. And I mean, yeah, you, you have the margin or you should, I mean, have have the margin to be able to say, hey, we're going to just do big categories within the budget and not every single one. I think the further back you are on the baby steps, the even more detailed you know what, and meticulous you need to be. And then as you start moving, it's like, oh, you can kind of make these bigger, wider categories and live within those. And it's still okay, but you're still doing it on purpose. Yeah, let me give you an example of that for the rest of you out there, not for her. When you first start doing your budget, you should have a separate restaurant's envelope from your grocery store envelope you should have a separate category restaurants should be a separate category you shouldn't just say food because if you just say food when you're first starting you'll eat out and you won't have any money to go to the grocery store (laughs) you know but when you separate those two but then later on when you you know you've gotten under control you've gotten rid of the debt you've got the margin then you could just have food Mm -hmm. you know what's funny though about me i'm like i should like retake my know yourself, know your money assessment, because I even might be more of a nerd than I realize. Because even though we're on Baby Step 7 and we've been, again, doing this, we're not perfect at it, but it's been over a decade, I still like 
more individual categories because I just want more. I just want to like. But you like the clarity. I like the clarity of just the complete. Like I have a date. But night. that's still I have a that's date not motivated night. by nerdism though. That's motivated by the freedom. Spending, I know. Like we have a it's date 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 nights. Yeah. In our food category, so it's like it's a separate. Out, yeah, because I'm like, I want to enjoy our. Date you want to go out to eat on date night? Yes, okay, yes. I got you. All okay. of it. I don't know. We're I so like specific that. on ours, but that's but. then you can do it without guilt. That's yeah, what you like that's about. That's what I like about it. it. Yeah, yeah, I like it. It's a freedom. There's a freedom to it, and that that's when budgeting is not a punishing process. It's a spending plan. This is the Ramsey Show. Did you know, statistically, when it comes to life insurance and protecting your family, that women are more likely to be uninsured or underinsured than men? This doesn't make any sense. Women make up half the workforce, contribute mightily to family incomes, and in many cases are the breadwinners and take care of their families 24 hours a day. This is one of the most overlooked areas when it comes to financial planning. Maybe it's a relic of the past, but a loss of income or the need to replace family care is equally important for women as it is for men. Single moms, working moms, and stay-at-home moms all need term life insurance. Rates are actually lower for women, which is why I send you to Xander Insurance. They shop the top term life companies to find the lowest rates available. You can compare rates online at Xander.com or call 800-356-4282. This is something every family has to deal with. That's Xander.com or 800-356-4282. Rachel Cruz, Ramsey Personality, is my co-host today. Thank you for joining us, America. Open phones at 888-825-5225. Our question of the day is sponsored by Neighborly, your hub for home services. If you're moving, you have a long list of to-dos, but Neighborly's got the local pros like Housemaster, The Grounds Guys, Five Star Painting, and Junk King. There <laughs> you go. Name. To check items off that list. Now, in other words, Neighborly's got somebody to help you with just about anything around the house you need. Getting rid of mosquitoes, Molly made, Mr. Electric, Mr. Rooter, all those things fall under the Neighborly heading. And that's why we're so excited to have them sponsor here. Visit Neighborly.com today to schedule home service experts near you. And today's question comes from Mark in Wisconsin. In the current economy, what is a reasonable expectation as far as where home loan rates will end up by the end of the year? Is the 3% rate possible again, or do you think it'll stay where it's at? In looking at my numbers, it's depressing how much I will, how much my mortgage payment would be after putting a lot of money down. So I'm hoping for some light at the end of the tunnel. You know, I mean, I I was listening to a thing off, I think it was like YouTube fin- or Yahoo Finance or something today. And I mean, they're thinking they're going to raise the federal raise again in May and uh, May and June. Like, so that's the thing, Mark. I'm like, I, I don't know. We don't have a crystal ball. We have we have no idea. Uh, is 3% rate possible by the end of the year? No. Mm, probably no. not. <laughs> no. Not by the end of this year. No. Uh, however, we need to tell you that... Uh, Economists and weather forecasters are the only people that can be wrong most of the time and keep their jobs. So when we predict that, you know, it's just like, who knows? But um, realistically, it takes it a little while to settle back down if the markets, if the bond markets settle down and if the Fed quits screwing with it. And so, um, you know, you've only got about, you know, effectively nine months, less than that by the time we have this conversation and all. So I, I no, not by the end of the year. Will we ever see 3% again? Oh, maybe. I don't know. Maybe probably the the thing you got to think about is this um, in 19 
78, I got my real estate license. Rates went from nine and three quarters to 10 that September. For the first time ever, we saw double-digit interest rates. They didn't settle back down below 10. They went all the way up to 18 in 1982 under Jimmy Carter. And then they came back down. And in the 80s, I, I don't remember when they came back down below 10, but it was probably a decade. Mm-hmm before they came back down below 10 and honestly having i was a young real estate agent at that time and having lived through it going up 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 and then it came down from 18 to 14 to 12 even to 11 when i went on the radio in 19 oh i know wait a minute i know it took more than a decade because i went on the radio in 1992 and uh they had not gone below 10 and i was telling people you'll never see it below 10 again and I said that on the radio, and I was completely, obviously, I was completely wrong, right? And it went below 10, and it stayed in the in the 5, 6 range for a long, long time. Yeah. 2008 crash drove the rates down below 3, and they stayed in the 3 and below 3 until just the other day, yeah. until just yeah. about, about a year ago. So uh, the, the point being that there's a large percentage of the history of single-family homes prospering in the united states that the rate was much higher than three percent six percent nine percent even eleven or twelve percent and and the market moved the market continued to move uh the the only difference was they didn't have three to compare it to yeah and you've got you've got three yeah i mean you got three to compare it to and it pisses you off known yeah one especially for the millennials that are the ones that are probably in the major you know yeah housing to buy yeah, I mean, all of, I mean, that's all we've known is, for, is, yeah, is that. Yeah, 2008. Yeah. Yes. So, I mean, I think, and, and what I would say too, Mark, is when it comes to buying your home, we always say buy a home when it's good for you, regardless of what the market's doing. So regardless of whether the, you know, the stock market is like going crazy or it's down or whatever, for the most part, if you have the money and you have the ability to buy a home, that then, then you have the ability to buy a home. And if it goes back down, you can refinance. I mean, you can always still get a better interest rates, but... Uh, but it is depressing. I get it. Two, I mean, yeah, two, I get it. Two points to go with my little story of perception there. Okay. Oh, is the history lesson still going? The history lesson. So sorry. Still going. No, 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 I no. The, the point for the history lesson, and then I'll then I'll land the freaking plane. But the uh, just circle. You're just circling. Okay. That's great. Ten percent. If you were at ten percent eighteen months ago, and it had come down to six, six would not be depressing. It's not the six that's depressing. It's the change from three. Yeah. That's what's depressing. And because you saw what you used to could have had, okay? And that's what throws you off. So if you bought a house at six, you're not going to die from it. And go ahead and be pissed off and get the stupid thing paid off, ASAP. And then, because my interest rate on my home is precisely zero because I don't borrow money. So there's that. And you can save up and pay cash for a house, too. That's a weird idea. Oh, that's a really weird idea. But people do it. And uh, it's not that unusual. It's not as unusual as some of you think it is. So, well, you know, don't tell me that because I've seen it. I've been doing this for 30 years. I see a lot of people pay cash for a house. So just start going, okay, I'm going to save 50 grand a year. I'm going to do that for five years. I'm going to have 250K and I'm going to buy my first starter house. Well, you can't get to, I know, wherever you are, I get it. But the average house price in America today is about 300. So, you know, 
Let's mm-hmm. talk about how you get 300 K together, or let's talk about putting a bit, a huge down payment and then getting it paid off as soon as possible. So you don't have to be pissed off or depressed or whatever emotion it or is that's associated yeah. with it. So yeah, perception is part of the issue. The actual math's part of the issue. And then it just get, you know, turn it as a positive and as a motivator to push you on out of debt. Cherie is with us in Philadelphia. Hi, Cherie. How are you? Hi to you both. I'm so excited. I love your whole team. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you so much. How can we help? So I'm moving to a new job, and so is my husband. He was recently laid off. Um, we, our question is, what do you advise we do with our current 401k in such a volatile market? Leave it as is or move into something else? What do you mean something else? Something I'm very confused that, you know, we, again, the 401k, I have it through principal and, and to move it to a Roth, like as far as the different mutual funds are available with the Roth, I, I don't know which one would be best for us. Uh, we were advised by two different people to hold off doing anything because the market is, you know, it's just, um, everything is, I, I guess, uh, it's not in the best shape. Okay. Those people uh, are so, stupid. Yeah. Yeah. Let me tell you why. Let me tell you why. If the market is if the market is down and you have your money in mutual funds and you sell those mutual funds and you move over to an IRA and you do a rollover on your 401k, which is what I'm going to tell you to do, and you buy mutual funds while the market is down, you sold while they're down, you bought while they're down. No net loss. Okay. It doesn't you don't lose money if you sell when it's down as long as you buy when it's down. Now, if you sell while it's down and you wait till it goes back up to buy, well, yeah, you would lose money, but why would we tell you to do that? We don't want to do that. This is a great time to sell and a great time to buy as long as you do it all on the same day. You yeah. Know? So, yeah, you, you need to get with a Smart Vester Pro and, you know, get and your- And don't leave it at your current employer. No, right. So that's that, and they, I don't know what they're, yeah, because, Cherie, I mean, that's, it's the same pool you're working in if you're taking it from a 401k to an IRA, right? It's, it's all within the market. So uh, not leaving it with your employer, go ahead and roll it over to a traditional IRA. So here's what here's okay. what I would do, and let's tell you, explain to you why. Okay, so go go to if you don't have a good advisor, go to RamseySolutions.com and click on SmartVestor Pro and sit down with someone that has the heart of a teacher. And here's what they'll teach you. Okay, that when you sell the mutual funds in the 401k in order to roll them over to an individual IRA, traditional 401k to a traditional IRA, there's no taxes. Okay. Okay. Number one. Number two, you're selling growth stock mutual funds in your old 401k. You're buying new growth stock mutual funds in the new IRA. That's your rollover. Um, But both are down. And so you're going to have a net net on that. No problems. So no taxes, no loss in the market. But you've now got an advisor in your corner. You are controlling what the money goes into. You get to speak over it. Your IRA is in your control. The 401k back in an old employer is clunky and hard to deal with and has limited options. So that's why we tell you to move it. Rachel's exactly right. This is The Ramsey Show. Rachel Cruz, Ramsey personality, number one best-selling author, is my co-host today. Hey, thank you to all of you that have recently joined us. Uh, our ratings and our rankings and all the different ways we measure success on the show are all up, meaning there's more of you out there than there was last month and a lot more than there was the month before. Thank you very much. And those of you that told your friends and neighbors to come visit, thank you. 
and we're going to ask you continue to do it. Uh, there's three ways you can help us because we do not spend a bazillion dollars. We don't spend $300 million a year on uh, marketing. Like uh, we don't have our own stadium. Like, so I, <coughs> excuse me, I'm sorry, I got allergies. Um, But the, uh, you know, we don't have a big football stadium named after us. So you got to help us. All right. So what do you do? Well, you can subscribe if you're a YouTuber, a podcast follower, right? Uh, you can tell people about the show. If you're watching it or listening to it on radio, you can tell people about it. If you're a YouTuber digital by sharing it, they've got a sharing mechanism. You can send the link out and go listen to us. Yeah. Do all that and leave a five-star review that helps. It pushes the, pushes the show forward in some of the algorithms and causes people to see it that might not see it otherwise. Uh, and you know, if you want to leave a one-star review, you got the wrong show because mama said, don't do anything. If don't, don't say anything, if you ain't anything nice to say, so just, you know, go somewhere else if you don't like the show, but, uh, but leave us a five-star subscribe, follow, uh, share all of those things it's a big help we really appreciate it daniel's with us in huntsville alabama hi daniel welcome to the ramsey show hi dave rachel it's great to be on yeah good to have you how can we help well so uh got kind of a conundrum at our house um i've accepted a new job about eight hours away um and uh, i start this monday um i left my previous job about two weeks ago so we had a two-week period there of just kind of being home and together and getting the house kind of set up. And uh, my plan is that I'm going to be leaving this weekend, heading to the new job, uh, using her, uh, my wife's brother's uh, spare room for a couple weeks and then looking for a place to rent uh, while we're in uh, and letting them stay here and finish uh, school year and stuff like that. Um, but there's some apprehension uh, from my wife about, about the move and, uh, She's, she's kind of feeling like we're really set up well here and um, not wanting to move the kids and worried about uh, interest rates and stuff like that for the purchase of a new home. I'm a little bit confused. Why didn't we discuss all this before you took the freaking job? Well, you know, we, we kind of did. Uh, uh, it seemed like a good idea at the good time, at the time and I, it's for me, it's a promotion. Um, it's a pay raise. It's a bonus increase, and it's actually moving uh, back home for us uh, to, to an area that we're from. So there's lots of family around and everything. Um, and the the kids are actually seem to be pretty pretty excited about it. Or at least my my son, who's six years old, he, he's excited to go be near all his little cousins. Um, is her she, is her Daniel is her biggest uh, what what is her number one reason? Is it the kids? Is it interest rates? Because all of this can be Fix or or does she have a life in Huntsville that she loves and she doesn't want to leave? Uh, there's not a life in Huntsville that 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 we're in love with. Um, she likes kids' school that they go to. They, uh, we send them to a private school here. Um, she's uncertain about schools in the area that we're going to, um, which but they're schools that we went to and, and came from. Uh, again, I don't understand why y'all didn't discuss this before. I think none, of, none of that has changed. You did, did you take but, this job and half talk to her? Well, no. I mean, like we 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 talked about it. I, um, you know, I tried to paint the picture of once I got the job offer. So I went to the interview, and once I got the job, job offer with the raise and the bonus um, of what we could do, because we could we're gonna uh, we have a lot of equity in our. I mean, our but she didn't raise these so, concerns then. Not, not exactly. No, uh, or at least she says I, I, I didn't listen. Won't listen to him. Um, 
does that. That's that's kind of what I'm thinking. <laughs> like you bulldozed this, and now you're paying for it. Did I miss something? Yeah, yeah. No, no. Oh, Daniel. Oh, no. <laughs> Man. Okay, well, you got, I mean, you start Monday. So you're going to have to make some, yeah, you're going to have yeah. to make some decisions. You guys are going to have to have a come to Jesus meeting and, and you have to lay out, I mean, she needs to lay out all of her concerns where she's frustrated with you. If you didn't really listen to that and own that, um, you guys look at the schools, do re- like, like get as much information as possible because interest rates, I mean, whatever rent for a year and no, we just had, a, yeah, interest rates. I wouldn't do that. I, there's school, there's schools everywhere. I understand people love their school. I love where our kids are, but if you had to move for a job, there's great schools in every city that you can find, right? Like, I mean, for the most part. Yeah, so yeah. all of that can be overcome. Well, my my issue, though, Daniel, is that 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 um, the problems that she's bringing up can be solvable. But I think she's probably thinking, "Holy crap! You just went and did all of this, and I and I may not I may not be on board." Yeah. Um, how How old are you guys? Uh, thirty four, thirty five. Okay, so you've been married what ten years? Yeah, actually. Yeah. Okay. Right. Yeah, my, my wife. We've been married forty years, and my wife says we've had thirty-three good years of marriage. Um, <laughs> and she's referring to the first seven when her voice didn't get heard. That's how I recognize this stuff so quickly because I'm you many years ago. Okay, and um, it, and and so one of the, the here's the skills that Sharon and I had to learn. Number one, I had to slow down and listen. Proverbs thirty-one says. Who can find a virtuous wife for her worth is far above rubies. The heart of her husband safely trusts her and he will have no lack of gain. I used to do a lot of what you did here, which is half listen, half let her talk. And then I go and did what I wanted to do. And that's what you did. And so you need to own that. She also needs to own the fact that she was being too freaking timid and she needs to freaking speak up. I mean, she, you know, me, 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 me. she may and, have, Hey, well, no, no well, you no. don't know. You, I, I, no, I'm, I listen. You are. I don't know. I I'm, wouldn't put that on her. I, I'm putting it on both of them. I am Your too, communication but. style sucks. Okay. You all did not talk up through a major life thing where both of you were heard because she didn't speak loud enough and you didn't shut up long enough. And those, both of the, both of you got to work on that. And if you don't, I mean, Sharon and I had to work on it. It took us a long time. And, uh, we're now we loudly communicate and often. So, uh, but the, uh, you know, it's a good hillbilly fight sometimes, but at least we both get heard. And I have a rule. I do not move forward on major decisions of any kind, especially financial decisions without Sharon completely looking at me and saying, okay, I'm heard. I, I, I have some concerns. I've talked about them, but I think we need to go ahead. I hear what you're saying. And we come to total agreement both having voiced our thing and done okay, this. So what does he do? Starts yeah, on so Monday. I think, you, I think you go back and you apologize, but you need to own what you did here. She needs to own and then say, okay, now what do you want to do? Do you want me to go in and quit the job that I've accepted? Or do you want to make the move? And if the move goes bad and it's horrible, then we can make another move if we have to. That would actually yeah. be my suggestion is remember that this is maybe not forever. 
Uh, it feels like to her it's absolute and there's no going back and she's well, stuck. especially since family's there and yeah. everything it's like you're about to go plant roots is what it you know what it kind of feels like but well, giving her the well, dignity of the option of like hey if this goes bad and we're not enjoying it and give it a year we'll come back or we'll go another place yeah yeah but yeah you got to own the fact you didn't listen and she needs to own the fact she didn't speak up and then y'all got to decide what you're going to do before monday don't wander off up there while this is in a fog this is not going to go well you need clarity yeah before you do this especially moving my suggestion would be that both of you own your part in this horrible communication plan you have and address that for the future and go ahead and take the job and i suggest she goes along with that with the caveat that we could leave in a year if it doesn't work that's what i would do so but you're gonna have to give her an out man you didn't get you didn't listen this is the ramsey show rachel cruz ramsey personality is my co-host today Open phones at 888-825-5225. So, uh, new product out, huh? Well, it's been out for a little bit, and it's just become, it's a, it's a, it's a popular one. And so, we have a new color, oh. a limited time color of the Rachel Cruz Slim Wallet. The Slim version. Yes, which is the metallic blush, which is my favorite. This metallic is the one I personally blush. carry. Uh, the, Sounds like a lipstick color. I know. Well, it's just beautiful. All the ladies appreciate a good metallic, yes, material. So the Slim Wallet is great. It's thirty-four dollars. Uh, we're actually marking it down a little bit, so okay. uh, there's a little bit of a sale. And I love this wallet. We have the Rachel Cruz original wallet that has multiple dividers within it. So if you're doing the envelope system and you need different categories, that's a great option for that. But for me in this season of life, I'm just I'm traveling. I'm moving my wallet from purse to purse. I mean, it's just you know, three kids, everything. So I'm like, I needed something smaller that I could use in and out of a store and not have to take my whole purse. So we came up with this idea. So there's one envelope inside that would carry at least one category. You could even maybe put two in there if you were able to divide it and places for your cards. So insurance card, license, debit card, gift cards, all of that. Uh, Handgun carry permit. (laughs) That could be in there too. Uh, You have to have that with the blush. uh Yeah. So it's there, but the Rachel Cruz Slim Wall, if you don't like metallic blush, there's other colors available, black, camel, champagne, and it's $34 for a limited time. So this color, uh, we, again, bought a limited quality. So once they are sold out, no, the quality is The quality, quality is qu- unlimited. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. The quantity, quantity is limited. Yeah. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you for that correction. But anyways, it's great. I, I love it. So hopefully all you ladies will enjoy it. So you can go to uh, RamseySolutions.com slash store to get yours today. The Slim Wallet. The Metallic Blush. It's beautiful. Things I thought I would never say on the radio. Okay. And I just did. Steve Steve is with us in New York City. Hi, Steve. Welcome to the Ramsey Show. Hi, Dave and Rachel. Thank you for taking my call. Sure. What's up? I have, uh, I inherited a, uh, an IRA from my father. It's got 41, uh, I'm sorry, $29,000 in it. Um, I was wondering if I should cash that out and pay off a couple of loans that I have. Yes. Yes. Oh, well, that's a good answer. <laughs> you're going to pay taxes okay. and no penalties. If you right. do not cash it out, you're required to cash it out one-tenth a year for 10 years to where within 10 years it's all out anyway. Right. That's the law. Okay. And so you're going to be moving 2900 a, a year out anyway, um, and I'm going to go – and you pay the taxes each time you do that. So it's not like you can avoid these taxes. They're coming – 
and I would just go ahead and pick them up and be done with the debts. Uh, how far does that move you through your debt snowball? Well, it's it's um, I have um, a nine thousand dollar loan that I had taken out from my four hundred one k. I have nine thousand dollars left on my mortgage, and I have a fourteen thousand dollar boat loan, and no other debt. You owe more on your boat than your house. It's a nice boat. <laughs> or yeah. not a nice house. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> no, that's nice too. It's, it's just that I've been paying it for a long time. I'm kidding with you. It's great. It's just unusual. Yeah. Agreed? Yeah, okay. So yeah, wait a minute. Yeah. Let's see. 18 and 14. And so what is that? 32,000 makes you debt free. Have you got any cash? I've got about 10,000 in cash and I've got about 500,000 in my 401k. Okay. There you go, Steve. So what I would do is cash this out. Your taxes will not be due on it until April 15th of 2024. Um, And so I would use 100% of the money towards this, and I'd take three of the 10 and be 100% debt-free. I'm sorry, say that again? Okay, you got 10,000. You need 30 and 29. So you have $39,000 total if you cash this out and you wait until pay your taxes until next year, of course, right? Right. Well, okay. Um, well, they'll take the taxes out immediately, I believe. No. They'll take 20%. They're right? not supposed to. Uh, I, thought, I thought that was how it worked. No, that's how it works on a 401k. It should not work that way on an inherited IRA. Inherited IRA, you oh, okay. should pay your taxes in the following year. So, um, okay. yeah, uh, uh, yeah, that's what, anyway, I would, I would pay off all the debts and have $7,000 left if they don't withhold on you. That's what will happen. And then I would immediately build that $7,000 up to three to six months of expenses. But I'd be 100% debt-free. Okay. Sounds like a plan. The boat will drive better if it doesn't have payments. I know I used to have payments on a boat years ago. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, what kind of boat yeah, is my it? Toy. It's a 26-foot uh, Sea Ray. Oh, nice boat. Yeah, it is a good boat. Okay. Yeah, it is. Yeah, I enjoy it. I enjoy it a lot. That's my summer. That's my summer home. Yeah, I love it. Yeah. Well, Ramsey's are boaters too. We love the lake and the boats and the stuff, and so dragging the kids around behind it and all that stuff. Different right? kind of boat. A little bit, pass. not much though. Twenty-six foot sea ray. I mean, you got twenty-three foot mastercraft. I mean, so not a lot different. But, Talking you know. boat shop here. And That's it. <laughs> I That's can't. It. I can't really contribute. Yeah. To yeah. It's not a yacht. It's a three foot longer than your mastercraft. So anyway, that's good stuff. So there we go. It's a little yacht. Yeah, okay. Nice boat. Good job. Good, good job. job, Steve. Congrats <laughs> on being debt-free. Yeah, way to go. Peggy's in Lexington. Hey, Peggy, what's up? Hi. Um, well, I am uh, 65 years old, retired. My husband has dementia. He's had it for 12 years. Mm-hmm. Uh, we don't have any debt. We own our home. But I'm trying to – I'm in the process of starting a trust fund um, for my children and my understanding is I can invest money through the trust fund once it's um, completely set up. And I just wanted your advice on, on uh, how to move forward with all of that. Why are you doing that? Uh, that was the advice of an attorney. Who sells trust funds. Fund. Okay, who sells trust funds. An irrevocable trust fund. Yeah, Why? Because my husband has dementia, and we don't have any long-term care insurance, and I know that's I know that's what you would say. Well, it's too, too late, it's too late now, but 
and he was 52 when he got yeah. dementia. Yeah. So, you know, highly he unusual. Has the early onset. Mm. So, uh, anyway, so, so he's so he's 64. How's he? How's he doing? He is physically he's okay, but mentally he's. Um, yeah, he has had constant care, but I have him. Mm. I have him at home with me, yeah. and uh, I'm sorry, hon. It's been a long, so, been a long uh, twelve years, hasn't it? Yeah, and we've had lots of. You know, when he first got it, he got scammed once because mm. he could still take calls and stuff like that. So, mm. but you know, we've made it through all of that. But um, I'm just, I, I didn't know what to do to prepare for my future, so I went to this. Okay, so the the reason for the trust is to keep from losing it to a nursing home well and to just to protect the law the way the lawyer said it is to protect your assets from what well i the nurse i guess the nursing home like i, I don't have money like okay to, how to much how, how much money have you got and i'm not gonna put him in a nursing home unless i absolutely yeah, have to. I, I understand how much money do you have honey we have uh hold on i wrote all this down we have about um, 115 that's waiting to be transferred into the trust fund in, in just cash, and then we have a I have a 40,000 um, cash value on a whole life. He's got a 30,000 on a whole cash value on a whole life. I have um, he's got a, about 165 in a. I guess it's a 401, and I've okay. got about 110 and an IRA. Okay. I, and I, I don't know time. what you're trying to protect it from, and you don't either. And so you're doing something because someone told you to, and you don't know what you're doing. And um, so I'm going to tell you don't do it because you don't know what you're doing. You can't tell well, me why we're doing this. You're doing it because some lawyer said to do it. Let me tell you, they're stupid lawyers. If if he has to go to a nursing home, then our assets will be protected. I'm not sure they will in an irrevocable trust, especially if it's because they've got a five-year look back. And if you're going to put him in a nursing home, you're probably not going to want to put him in a Medicaid nursing home where the government pays for it because that's called welfare. And welfare fraud laws are very airtight. I think you need to get a second opinion before you make this move. I, I, I think you're, I think you're going the wrong way. I think you need to learn some more about this, and you need to get another opinion. This is the Ramsey Show. Hey, it's Rachel Cruz. If you like what you heard in this episode and want to know more about getting started on the Ramsey Baby Steps. Go to RamseySolutions.com and click the Get Started button. We'll help you figure out the best next step for you based on your specific situation. That's RamseySolutions.com and click Get Started.